Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora. And I'm Marie Wallace. And we are your hosts today. Welcome to Braveheart Conversations this morning. This is episode 36. I can't even believe that. Oh, I know. Um, and this morning we are going to be talking about boundaries hijacks. So all of the voices maybe that come externally or internally when you try to set boundaries. And I just want to welcome anybody from whatever platform you're coming, uh, whether you're joining us live today, which I'm so grateful we're finally able to go live again. For a while we were just on Zoom, so this is exciting, even if we had a little trouble, like we finally made it. So. Um, and you're also, we are live now on iTunes, which is great. We've gotten quite a bit of traffic there and, um, uh, Podbean and Spotify. So wherever you're joining us today, thank you for joining us. I am Mar- Marie, you're Marie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jillian Aurora and I'm here with my co-host Marie. Marie Wallace. Nice to see you guys. Yeah. So anyway, um, hopefully I can speak today. (laughs) So let's talk about the saboteurs, the voices that hijack us when we attempt to set boundaries. I don't know about for you, but for me, boundaries are incredibly difficult. Um, It's been a whole lifetime of mastering difficult conversations. I often will just uh, avoid You know, I will do my best to just hide in the shadows, tolerate, just wait it out. Hopefully it'll change because it's so hard to have those difficult (laughs) conversations. They are. So I recently asked a question in my group and got so much feedback about the voices that people hear, the things, the, the deep beliefs that sabotage people's ability to set boundaries. And it was really phenomenal, the feedback that I got back. So I wanted to bring up a couple of those today and we can just talk about our own experiences. Um, One was past trauma and I think that's a big one. We've often learned to be accommodating because we've learned that when we speak our voice, when we share our needs, um, maybe as children we've learned that that comes with consequence. That comes with... Alienation, abandonment... Or power Anger. trips, yeah, yeah. Um, assertive, yeah, asserts of um, power and dominance from our parents, authority. So that can be a big one, as if we've had really bad experiences with um, asserting our truth and talking about what we need. That's a huge barrier to overcome and to um, trust that maybe we do have some relationships that are more resilient than that, Mm -hmm. that actually benefit from us speaking our truth and then having the courage to identify if our relationships are informing us that they don't have that resiliency, that we can actually let them go and trust that we will be calling in new relationships that do have the capacity to hear what we need and uh, desire in our lives. So past trauma, how does that, is that something that you feel you've experienced or that you've seen in your clients? (laughs) Definitely. Um, One in my own experiences, definitely. I had a very authoritative dad or that's not authoritative. That would be, yeah, authoritative. authoritative. Mm -hmm. And um, he... It was just do as I say, not as I do, or because I said so, or all of those things. And and if 
if you went against whatever it was or even tried to speak your truth, then it would be a lot of anger and, you know, um, so it got pretty tough that way. And, and I feel that most people in the, in the relationship coaching that I've done as far as they, we all have that past mm-hmm. trauma, most of us anyway. Mm-hmm. So. I think especially there's an added it's dynamic common. as a female. Um, that it's a little bit more socially acceptable for a man to speak what he needs and have those desires versus a female because women um, are especially known or having are supposed to be um, compassionate and gentle and uh, self-sacrificing. I think those are part of the motherly role that we're perceived to be yeah. playing. And so there's an added layer. I think it's hard for all of us, but there is like an added element mm-hmm. of um, you're supposed to be the good girl and this Always. is what um, someone good girls do. Yeah, who's loving and kind does. Yeah. Um, so I want to move to the next one, and that is I'm being mean. And oh, this is just like, I've heard that yeah. one a lot. <laughs> Easy one. I had teenagers too, <laughs> so I know that boundary. Uh-huh. You're just being mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that from from partners. I've heard that from clients. I've heard that from friends. You know, all sorts of relationships. But mainly, I want to talk about how these voices. Um, are just mirroring what's going on inside. So if I'm hearing you're being mean and it's really tripping me up, it's because I there's somewhere in me that I believe I'm being mean by yeah. setting a boundary. And um, and it's so common because it seems like it's mean. Um, we might be dealing with situations where me setting a boundary and not allowing um, harmful behavior in my presence, that could have some serious consequences. I've had situations where that sent someone to jail or that meant, uh, like I've, I talked about my ex-boyfriend before that he went homeless. Um, th- there's like serious complications that can Suicidal. Happen. Yeah. People are suicidal. Where, um, and, and often those are the situations where you're being damaged the most. It's not just a little tiny, like, oh, that's that's irritating. It's like a really big... Um, it feels like a moral core. dilemma. It is. It feels very big because it's, you know, we've been ingrained with those moral things. And, uh, you know, back to your good girl mm-hmm. thing. It's a good girl or you're going to hell if you... If yeah. you do that one, those, there's a lot of religious... You must be kind and loving and understanding. And those are like the conflicting um, values. values and identities. So what I've really learned with this whole saboteur and being mean is that um, I get to detach from what I think is right or wrong. I can think that um, missing my flight is a really bad thing. I can think that... Missing my alarm is a really bad thing, but that's not the divi- the way the divine works. The divine works by um, maybe you missed a flight that went down or you missed an appointment there that was going to be really destructive or you didn't make it to work because the Twin Towers were going to go down. You know, all of these things that we don't see as um, like we, we have picture. a very rigid 
belief about what is good or bad and we don't know I had an attachment to saying it was bad for my boyfriend to go to jail or it was bad for my boyfriend to be homeless however bad to be divorced bad to yeah. right but I've been proven wrong I don't know how many times because the divine had a much bigger picture the divine knew what was happening and I was in the way because I had an attachment to what was right or wrong what was mean because to me it was mean to kick that person out or to uh, end the relationship or whatever the thing was, I had an attachment to what was good or bad. However, their life actually far improved when I set those boundaries. Yeah, it was rough at first. We also have an attachment to how it looks or we don't want to be alone mm -hmm. or we don't want to... Um, cause a ripple or a problem or break up a family right i mean i've been told a few of those things too i just yeah because mm -hmm. that hits your core values i'm breaking up a family and it, it but my spirit knows better like mm -hmm. you said my spirit's like this is important for you to do and yeah. well and we've often considered that abandoning a relationship is worse than abandoning ourselves which is a paradigm that gets to shift is um, if you lose the individual, you've already lost the relationship because that person is just a shell in that relationship. They're not in their potential. They're not in their purpose. They're not capable of that if they're in a relationship that's toxic and actually a gaping energy leak for them yeah. instead of nourishing them. A relationship is meant to nourish someone, not to tear them down. Support. So when that relationship no longer becomes that container for uh, growth and expansion and nourishment, um, then it's actually counterproductive. So when we are making the relationship survival a bigger priority than an individual survival, we lose the individual and the relationship. Um, but at face value, it's functioning. It's functioning. But um, neither really functioning well um, or on any level. Or in a space of any kind of happiness or joy. So. Or contribution. Or contribution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is one of the six human needs. Very mm -hmm. important. Yep. Um, I'm being selfish. That's really another version of this. I'm being mean. But it's it's a big, huge trigger. Like, it is a button sticking out so far. <laughs> and that's a big woman thing, too. It There's is. a lot of women that I've been, you know, I've coached that have that. I've, I'm being selfish and they're worried about speaking up because they're used to doing a lot of things and being the person that takes care of the family and does the job and does the thing. And I'm being selfish if I speak up about a boundary. Yep, and to which I say, what honors you honors everyone. That is so key, it's so important. Um, so instead of that shame around being selfish, if we can reframe that as I'm honoring myself, because selfish is such a big trigger word. There's a lot of energy in that word, a lot of wrongness in that word. Um, but honoring, I, I think we can, we can come to that truth easier internally that I am honoring myself. I'm respecting myself. Um, Self-respect is huge. We all know this. Self-esteem is huge. 
And um, so when I'm honoring myself, in turn, that actually honors everyone. Just mm -hmm. like I shared before, the things that I thought were going to be really horrific consequences for somebody else that I thought were going to be bad for someone else actually ended up honoring them better because it got me out of their way, out right. of their progress, out of their journey. So um, despite whatever my perception or their perception is, this is also huge, is that very rarely have I set a boundary and someone else has celebrated it. <laughs> yeah. They usually are pretty pissed. They are pissed at first. I But my experience, I've seen women do that. And at first, they are pissed because it's... It's changing up things. It's it's jacking the normal, mm -hmm. and people don't like that change. And then at, over time, through time, I've experienced myself and seen in in clients that that it was a good choice for. But I'm glad that you brought that up as far as like it's a good choice for everyone at that point because it's honoring to them. But they may not be able to see it at the time. Mm -hmm. But it also allows them to grow and expand in a way because I may not be their person. Right. Or they may not be the person. And and it's very, the honoring part is allowing you each to grow and expand in a way that you were meant to grow and expand. Yeah, for sure. Um, and this is a big one too that um, other people don't respond well to our boundaries often. And this is something we get to be prepared for is very often I'll hear people um, really struggle with the response because often there's anger in the response. There's pouting or running away or vindictiveness. Like there's a lot that can come up in the yeah. boundary setting from the person you're setting a boundary with. And sometimes there's been confusion like, aren't they happy for me that I'm... I'm uh, showing some self-worth. I'm taking care of myself. No. <laughs> no. They're only thinking about their own situation, really. I mean, that's the truth of it. We're each in our own little bubble. Yeah. So I get to detach myself from somebody else understanding because they still reap the benefits whether or not they understand it or not. We're both reaping the benefits of me really holding that sacred space whether or not they get it. And I've watched it over and over where they do. I'm like handing them back their dignity. Yeah. Like, I can't take care of your life for you. And I believe you can. And my yeah. actions are showing that. Um, and if someone is angry at you for setting a boundary, then it's a pretty good indicator that they were using you in the first place. And so uh, what happens when there's a host and a parasite or something feeding on a host, yeah, they're going to be really fucking angry yeah. when you start detaching yourself. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very normal for that to happen. Um, it's also really not personal. That's really not anything to do with you. It has to do with them panicking about really having to own that responsibility again. And it's hard for them to believe that it's not personal mm -hmm. and that you are empowering them, oh, that yeah. you're giving them this gift. It's like, yes, we know you can do it. We know that you're capable. We know that this is the, the most loving, kind thing I can do for you and for all those involved. Because usually, us as women, I, I believe it's a woman thing. We we consider everyone that's involved in the whole situation. Yep. And it's a hard, it's really hard to hold those boundaries. It's really hard to be that. It's a, it's, it's courage, it's strength, it's um, trust, self-trust, mm -hmm. that this is 
it's very honoring for the other one. So yes. I do like that, you know, what honors you honors everyone. It, it's just a value you have to hold higher above other things so that you can see. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So true. Um, the next one that came up for people is I have to abandon myself in order to not be abandoned. And I really like the way that that's worded because that's so true. I think in many people and myself that that fear has come up that I'm going to be alone. Mm -hmm. If I set these standards, I'm going to be alone. And um, it's really not something you get to prove wrong until you do it. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people that really are not willing to prove it to themselves. And so they stay it's stuck. It's so scary. It's really scary. Well, and the thought of never having another relationship is is pretty... It's, it's a high... Yeah. High anxious anxiety thing. Yeah. yeah. And um, having jumped through that hoop over and over again where I have um, walked away from relationships or maybe just set a boundary where I was like, well, this is it. They could just walk away. Mm-hmm. It it takes an immense amount of courage, but it also really adds this kind of strength and backbone that I never knew I had because it proves to myself that I'm going to have my own back. I become a trustworthy being for myself when I'm willing to set boundaries no matter who or what I lose. Mm -hmm. It's a really beautiful thing. And when I have me, like, that's enough. I have to trust that if I just have me, all of me, uh, fully transparent, authentic me, I, that is enough. I'm enough. That's enough. Anything else is a bonus. The thing is, the more I have been authentic and me, true to me, I have had plenty of love and acceptance. Exactly. That was was where I was going to go with it. It's always been proven that someone will fill that space in and be there, the exact people that you need in your life. And and every time, Mm -hmm. every single time, the right people come into play and the right people that need to be in your sphere and and it's very... It's a good feeling and it does make you feel stronger Mm -hmm. so that the next time something difficult comes up, we can go, this was difficult, but I know, I know. And you can trust more. Yep. You can trust yourself more and more. We promise you it always, yeah, the right people come into your life. It's hard at first and it may not be right away, but yeah, it leaves space for, that's exactly right. If, If you're holding people in your space that don't fit, it's blocking people who do. It's like jamming that puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna fit. <laughs> and you can work really hard to make something fit that really doesn't fit. You can. You can struggle with that. Well, it makes the puzzle look bad. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> or, you know, you can just release it quickly and easily and know that the next right fit is coming. Mm-hmm. And I have always experienced that it shows up. Always. It's beautiful. Um, okay, the next one. A good Still scary. It's still, all, this is all scary. It doesn't ever stop being scary. <laughs> um, a good person considers others' feelings mm. before their own. That's another saboteur, another boundary hijack. 
Um, and I like the way this one speaks to what I've talked about before, which is the different identities. And there's the good girl identity that says, um, you must be kind all the time. You must always self-sacrifice. You must always be understanding and compassionate. And there's a very dark side to that, um, to that perspective, because if you are always in that good girl perspective, the good girl isn't always very honest. Mm -mm. Um, in fact, she's often dishonest because she's prioritizing everybody else's feelings and needs above what she's honestly Which feeling. only makes her more angry and pissed off. Yeah. yeah. And so then things come out like manipulation and controlling. Um, so we actually become attached to, if we're not setting boundaries and we are attached to this good girl identity, then we're actually very attached to people following our rules. So this is when you get to, um, well, people aren't following my boundaries. Like, you know, people in my space, I want them to be respectful. Well, if you aren't really actually setting boundaries that are requirements, which means if they're not respectful, they get the fuck out of my space. <laughs> There's a consequence. Um, if you aren't holding requirements, you are manipulating people to follow your rules in your space, which has nothing to do with love. It's not loving. So the good girl identity is often, um, it's, it flies in the face of authenticity and honesty. Um, so, it's really important to recognize when your good girl voice is hijacking you and grabbing that steering wheel um, instead of like it's really suppressing honesty and authenticity and trust because the good girl is often not trusting that the divine has a better plan. So if I'm trusting the divine, then I know what honors me honors everyone. Even releasing someone that's painful, I'm still trusting that the divine has a plan for them and is absolutely um, in, in control of my world as well. This is all happening for a purpose um, and I'm really leaning into that trust. And the good girl doesn't do that. The good girl takes on the... Um, all of the responsibility to make everything happen. So she almost becomes like, has a, a God complex. Mm -hmm. Like I must make sure good things happen in this person's life. I must make everyone follow my rules in Which my space. disempowers them. Yes. Yeah. It's very disrespectful to their autonomy and their dignity because in reality, it is someone's choice if they want to go use drugs or they want to be disrespectful to people or they want to, whatever they want to do, it's their choice. It mm -hmm. is still my choice whether I want to allow them in my space or not, but I don't get to dictate what they're going to do. I, I'm glad that you brought that one up in particular because I know a couple of families that are dealing with drug addiction mm -hmm. and that's, you know, we're trying to control that situation and it's not honoring to the person who's struggling mm -hmm. at all. But I want to go back to your metaphor because I liked the idea of this good girl taking the steering wheel, right? Like here's the divine in control and she's like grabbing the steering <laughs> wheel and the divine has, you know, it all zoned in, knows the GPS and, and think about your journey, how difficult your journey is when someone's yanking at the steering wheel <laughs> or questioning every single turn and every single thing and instead of just enjoying the journey and the trip and it, 
Sometimes it's going to be rocky. Sometimes it's going to be rough. But think about all the beautiful things that you see along the way. Or you can just keep jerking the steering wheel and keep having that a constant rocking. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. There's a difference in that journey. And when you trust... It's a much more beautiful journey. Doesn't mean there won't still be hills and rocks and things right. along the way, but it's a much better journey and a and a more enjoyable journey. Right. And the other thing that comes up as they're talking too is that boundaries. Um, it doesn't conflict with having understanding and compassion. You know, mm-hmm. for that family member that's struggling with addiction yeah. or whatever the situation it, it it is. It doesn't conflict with. Because it's um, none of my business what's going on with them anyway. It, it is a divine trust that they're making the choices that are right for them. And that's the journey they were meant to go on. And I love one of Brene Brown's sayings, which is um, the most boundaried people are the most compassionate people. And I find that to be very true is when we are willing to hold our standards in our space, we are more capable of fully loving people outside Mm -hmm. of our space you know so an example I use is um, I'm unavailable for heroin addiction or uh, any kind of of heroin use in my space Mm -hmm. I'm unavailable for it it doesn't mean that I hate a heroin user it means I'm unavailable for it but if I allow that behavior or if I allow heroin addiction into my space then I also sign up for all the consequences and then all of a sudden I'm signing up to control and manage all of the symptoms. Back to and, manipulation. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so it becomes a massive energy drain. I'm resentful. Uh, the consequences are often things like stealing and lying yeah. and all the things that come with that. And it, it creates a very toxic bubble that I've allowed in. Yes. Um, so I can actually have way more compassion for that person if I am holding my sacred space and honoring me. Um so yeah, the good girl saboteur, big one. Um, next one is I won't be loved. Mm, that's a big one. I think this kind of ties in with the abandonment one. That mm-hmm. if I set boundaries, then I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna be alone. People are gonna abandon me if I speak what I need. And um, so again, this is one we get to prove wrong. That, yeah, you will probably lose some people, especially if you have people in your life who are not honoring to you. If you have people in your life that are using you and um, see you as a resource to consume, then you probably will lose some people when you set boundaries. I've lost a lot of people who saw me as a resource to take advantage of. And their response to me when I set boundaries was, how dare you? How dare you say no to me? mean again, yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, you probably will experience uh, losing people and losing some people you think love you. And then what's really cool is then we create that space. For new people to come in. For new people. And when you're holding those standards, um, those boundaries in your space, this is what is required in order to be in my space. My space, my presence is a privilege it's not a right. It's an earned privilege. So when I'm holding that, I am then attracting only the people who are going to honor me because I'm willingly kicking people out whenever they their behavior informs me differently. Again, not easy. Not easy. It requires a lot of it. letting go. And a lot of love because like you said earlier with the compassion, it takes a lot of love 
and a lot of compassion to know that what you're doing is really it, that it is honoring it, it takes a lot of love it's it's huge amount of love to say what I'm doing is really what's best for everyone here yep and um, actually it takes so much more love and courage to do that to have the hard conversations because I've lived many years of my life where I was hiding I was resentful I was um, making maybe, it their fault yeah right? for my happiness. I was at their mercy really <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and how dare they? They're always lying to me. They're always doing this and that to me. And um, that was just not honoring for either of us. And it, it was so hard to sit down with all of these different people and all these different dynamics. So hard to say, you know, this is what I'm really feeling. And I'm, I'm feeling inspired to take a step back from this relationship. I'm feeling inspired to change the way this looks. Maybe you're not meant to live with me. Maybe our relationship isn't meant to continue in this way. That Those are hard, hard mm -hmm. conversations to have. Um, so I believe that's the most loving and courageous thing that we could possibly do. Um, the next one I have oh, yeah. is um, I don't have the right to make other people uncomfortable we can't make anybody feel uncomfortable for mm -hmm. reals that's a choice that they are making well and this also to me goes back to those identities that that good girl says I can't make anybody uncomfortable mm -hmm. um, and the honest identity for me or the, the goddess identity isn't afraid of hurting someone's feelings if it's the truth I really love that saying the truth only hurts when it needs to and I know for me, I, I appreciate when someone shares truth with me, even if it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like I will gravitate towards the uncomfortable because I me know too. that it will expand me. It will grow me. It's an indicator that it's something that needs to be loved and nurtured right. and figured out. Why do I feel that pain? Why am I uncomfortable? Why, yeah, why is this painful? So right. It's a good it's indicator. Curiosity. Curiosity. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, so I know when I felt the most triggered, I've also felt the most um, inspiration to figure things out. Like, why? And the most growth. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably holding you back from something. Yeah, so we get to take responsibility for healing our own triggers, and we get to stop tiptoeing around triggering other people. Um, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. This one gets me. <laughs> that one pisses me off. This one totally gets me, because... I often can say, this really bothers me, but uh, it shouldn't bother me that much. It's not that big of a deal. I can I can handle it. Or if someone else says it's not that big of a deal. Uh -huh. Very condescending. And... I'm the queen of like, I, I'm like so tenacious. I'm like, I, I can wait this out. <laughs> I am too. Very tenacious. <laughs> I can wait this out. I can do it. But there's always a cost. So... Whatever amount of time I'm willing to sit in a toxic relationship, uh, it comes with a cost. It comes with a cost. And so for me, my growth edge right now is to call it immediately instead of saying, ah, it's only a week. It's only a month. <laughs> However long, like I can do it. I can wait this out. So, well, and it's just us not being honest with ourselves and it's being in resistance to what is. Mm -hmm. 
So that's, that's a biggie for me. Like no amount of tolerating my dishonor is going to work anymore. I'm just not available for it anymore. So that's a biggie. Um, I'm just being controlling. Oh, I've been told that. Yeah. That's a big one that I've, I've, uh, been told not one so much. I feel like as an internal saboteur for me, Mm -hmm. but, um, I know I have heard many women say that. Am I just being controlling? Like they're saying I'm just controlling. Um, we get to explore what we're doing. Are we holding requirements to be in our space or are we trying to dictate what someone is doing? There's a big difference. And a lot of people feel confused by this. So, um, I just want to go into this a tiny bit. So if I'm setting a boundary, I'm setting a standard to be in my presence, which means if it's not uh, followed, if that it's, if it's not respected, then my presence goes away. So that might mean if you can't be respectful in text messages, I, I'll be blocking. You won't be able to text me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, if you Emails. aren't able to respect um, phone communication, um, your number will be blocked. If you can't respect uh, Facebook um, etiquette, yeah. uh, you're going to be blocked. So it's my. it has to do with my presence. If I'm just trying to dictate, you know, it's not good for you to eat candy. I don't know. It's not good for you. Then I'm really I'm involving myself in someone else's life. I'm right. trying to to work in their life. So it's way different. I don't get to do that. So here's a key difference, um, using the same behavior. So if someone is a heroin addict, I'm unavailable to have heroin addiction in my space, period. I don't get to say to that person, you can't use heroin. (laughs) Stop it. I get to say, I get to say I'm, I'm unavailable for that. You go live your life and do what you feel inspired and led to do. This doesn't fit for me. Do you feel the energetic it's going back to there? choice. It's a very big Am I interfering difference. with their choices yeah. or am I honoring my choices? Exactly. Exactly. We always have the choice who we're going to share our presence with, but we don't have the choice to dictate how other people are going to make their choices. Um, I'm afraid of disappointing someone. Back That's, to the good girl. Yeah. This is again, back to that fear of abandonment, rejection, um, losing people in your life. It's really tough. Yeah. And thinking I'm the cause of someone's pain. That can be another one or I'm adding to their pain. Ooh. Um, another one that comes up for me in the same vein is it's not a good time to talk to them about this. And I've been, <laughs> it's never, a good it's time. never, ever a good time. So if yeah. you feel called to set a boundary, like don't wait for it to be peaceful. Cause that time won't come. It won't come. <laughs> It's like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It just yeah. doesn't come. Um, and there are some people that are perpetually in crisis. And so if we're waiting for them to be out of crisis, like... It's not going to happen. Yeah. So um, that one has come up for me um, many times. Uh, what if That's because we're tenacious. Back to, <laughs> back to the tenacious. We're willing to wait it out. Uh, and like you said, the crisis never stops. It doesn't. Um, what if it's not a valid concern or like I'm just overreacting? So I'm willing to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
I also think this is a particular shadow for the feminine that we don't see our own needs as valid. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we often will, will think that it's not a big deal. Like it's, it's all right. I should really be able to tolerate this. And if anything, and we're compromising what we value. Right. And I see the opposite being true is that we often don't speak what we need. We are often um, putting everybody's needs and values and priorities above our own. And so this whole like minimizing is something that we really get to heal. Yeah. Um, it's okay for your needs to be a big deal. Even little things, you know, even things like, you know, I really value taking a bath on Wednesday nights. I don't know, whatever the thing is that to you seems like it's tiny and it shouldn't be a big deal and blah, blah, blah. But what if taking that bath is really what gives you the the moment of time and nourishment that you need to make a really big breakthrough mm -hmm. or to um, really pour into something that's part of your purpose? Your intuition, your inspiration is not wrong. And we have way too many women out there being talked out of following their intuition because they're being told that it's stupid and it's oversensitive and overreacting. It's not. You get to listen to your feelings. You're not oversensitive. Well, the, the other part I want to address too is that you holding that boundary for yourself also empowers everyone else involved. As I'm saying, I really need this bath time, going back to that example, you're saying I'm important enough, I I matter in this, let's say family, it's yep. a family situation because I've had that come up. I matter in this family, I matter in this situation, and that honors everyone else in that relationship so that when they have a need that comes up and they say, hey, I really need this, they feel that they have the voice to say, I need this and everyone else is listening. So I'm being an example and a model in that particular moment, especially those of us that are moms and raising children or or we're teachers or whatever capacity we're, I mean, even if we're employees and employers, we're modeling that to other people, what it's like to hold that boundary and say that I am worth yep. this particular boundary. Yep, this is a huge self-worth piece, absolutely. Yeah, you're worth that bath or or whatever candles it is that you're or asking whatever. Yeah. for. Yeah, like a hair. There we go. <laughs> um, last one is I'm being unrealistic. You know, then that goes in that same vein. Mm -hmm. You're not being unrealistic. You're not being um, too sensitive. You're allowed to have what you desire, and we're really allowed to have what we desire to the extent that we're willing to believe we can have it. Mm -hmm. So if I believe it's unrealistic, then it's going to be unrealistic. And you might keep yourself small. Mm -hmm. You might like, if I think I'm being unrealistic, I might be holding myself back from some really mm -hmm. huge things mm -hmm. and saying it's not okay. And I love um, the quote, you'll get whatever you settle for. Whatever level of respect you're willing to settle for, whatever level of your desires you're willing to settle for, that's what you're going to get. And um, 
we don't have to settle. And so for me, like my expansion has been like peeling off those layers of settling. Like, oh yeah, I can actually have that. Oh yeah, I can like relationship stuff. Oh, yeah, I can actually have that. I can have that level of respect. I can have that level of um, boundaries being respected or peace in my space. I'm allowed to have even those little desires. Um, I'm allowed to have them. So that's that's a huge key as well. Um, who would have thought that all these would come from boundaries? I'm gonna check in with any of our questions here, if we've got any. Thank you all for joining us. Billy, Angela, Debbie, Carter, Hello. Marcy, Elizabeth, Sheila, Crystal, Nikki, love you, Ellen, Tracy, um, Cindy, Brenda, Leah, thank you all so much for coming. Uh, Janice, Crystal says, good point. Thank you for clarifying, clarifying. I like the wordage I'm unavailable for. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. I love, <laughs> <laughs> I'm unavailable for, that was a big key for me. Um, in boundary setting, I'm, I'm unavailable for, or I'm available for. Uh, when I speak to the universe that I am available for only mm -hmm. loving relationships, open communication, honesty, um, that's what I'm going to receive. But I really also get to hold the standard that I'm absolutely unavailable for lying, which means if someone lies to me, they get the fuck out of my space. Yeah. <laughs> I have to hold that level of clarity and commitment to myself and my own boundaries. No one is going to do that for me. It's no one's responsibility to do that for me. It's my responsibility to hold those boundaries and hold that commitment to myself and that level of respect for myself. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope we've addressed the bulk of the boundaries hijacks that really can throw us off Guard. One little point too, if you find yourself arguing with whomever the other person is, that's a good indicator that either it's a good point. <laughs> so yeah, the arguing back and forth is, is probably not a good sign either. Just right. If you set a boundary and it's not received. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really pay attention to what the response is when you, when you do set a boundary in healthy relationships. We're always looking for win-win solutions. Yeah, and usually it's a conversation. Sometimes it's a hard conversation, mm -hmm. but usually, yeah, it's definitely a And win -win. especially if that good girl identity is something that you struggle with, then what's really helpful is flipping that. So if someone else were to come to you with a boundary and were to say, this is really bothering me, or um, I feel really disrespected when this happens, your response would be accommodating and listening and oh my gosh I didn't mean to hurt you mm. if you aren't getting that same level like remember there's there's equal energy exchanges and um there are there's mutual respect that gets to happen so um another quote I shared recently was if the uh, feelings are mutual the effort effort is equal equal. Mm -hmm. So if you aren't experiencing equal effort, um, to resolve conflicts, to meet each other's needs or like not hurt each other, then you're probably in a relationship where the energy is one-sided. The mm -hmm. effort is one-sided. 
the feelings are one-sided. So something to pay attention to, always allow people's behavior to inform you instead of their words. Always. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think we've like probably beat this subject to death now. We did, but it, it was an <laughs> awesome one. Boundaries is always something that we get to look at over and over again. Right. Yes. It comes up it's, for the rest of our lives. <laughs> we're both pretty passionate about this, as you can tell. So <laughs> um, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up. If you have questions for us, please reach out. If we missed a boundary hijack or saboteur, let us know. Um, and if you have a, a different boundary dilemma that comes up for you that you'd like us to share about, we'd be happy to discuss that as well. Um, wherever you're joining us from, again, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, uh, and then here on Facebook Live every week on Thursdays. So we'd love for you as to follow us on any yeah. of those platforms and share any topics that you would like to hear about. Uh, you can email any questions you have for me at defytheaverage at gmail.com and you can contact Marie at marie at mariesgold.com. It always comes out weird. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we'll go ahead and tie it up today. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us.